0: G'day, guys! Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast. Going to do a rapid review of round fourteen before we head into Bar Studios today to do a deep review of Origin one, and then some news stories, and then get into round fourteen. Get stuck into that. I'm sure it's going to be a very big one. Sure, Kimby will be very excited with the Brisbane Broncos getting a huge W over the Canberra Raiders. Talk about that soon, and the State of Origin victory as well. Could be a tough couple of hours for me, and for Timmy Williams as a Canberra Raiders fan. It could be a brutal couple of hours. So looking forward to that later today. Let's get into the First game of the week, though, the North Queensland Cowboys, 31 over the Dragons, 12. The Cowboys, they just keep on rolling on. Uh, without Reuben Cotter in this game, obviously, Nani he didn't play as well. You did have Val Holmes back up. Tommy did he came back with just a newfound confidence. That first try that Scotty Drinkwater scored, a brilliant ball um, to Hess from Dearden, and then a great offload from Hess, too. I thought this was Cohen Hess's best game. I've seen him playing quite some time. He was fantastic. He obviously had that try assist, um, but just his run. Runs through the middle, I thought he was great. Drinky, he scored the first try, set up the second one for Peter Hiku. Uh, he was incredible. Drink water. He is just—it's crazy how far he's coming. I think you got to give credit to. Todd Payton uh, I think a bit of time Out of first grade At the start of the season Made Drinky even more hungrier uh, And it made him work more For his jersey And I think it's paying dividends now So as much as I thought Todd Payton was a complete And utter muppet At the start of the year I think it has paid dividends for him And I think he's got the very best Out of his fullback He looks great Um Cowboys, there was a moment where, and this really sums up the Cowboys for me this season. I think we need to start taking him very they, them very seriously. Uh, the Cowboys threw an intercept, um, and the Dragons they 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 went upfield. I think it was Ruben that got the ball. Uh, the the I was about to say the young bloke, the old bloke that debuted. Uh, he's had an unbelievable Queensland Cup career. He scored like a hundred odd tries and hundred odd games. He's been incredible. I believe it was him that took an intercept. He ran upfield about sixty metres. He, he got chased down and then. By the next tackle, after that play the ball, the entire Cowboys line was back, and it just shows how fit and determined this team is. And An intercept that goes 60 metres the other way in a game where you're up by a heap, you could understand the Cowboys forward pack not getting back there for another two tackles or so. They were all back there ready to go, and the Dragons looked up and just went, what the fuck has happened here? How are they already back here on side?" The sign of a really, really good team. They pulled themselves together, and they go as a unit. Thought it was very impressive. Um, yeah, the Cowboys... Great run. Uh, they, they are killing it at the moment, and I really do think that they can give this competition a shake. I don't think they're premiership contenders, uh, but I think they can give this competition a real shake at the back end, and they're a team that you're not going to want to play uh, during the finals run. Dragons, pretty disappointing. Um, fuck, if Ben Hunt didn't back up, God, it could have been ugly. I think the Moses and Bayer experiment at nine, it has to be over. It isn't working. Um, I think other teams are stoked when they run out against Dragons and then at hooker. There was a kick out on full. There was also a play on last tackle where he went to Moose about five metres out from the sideline very early in the game. Just an absolute shitfire. We're not sure what happened to Moose. He went off pretty early, didn't come back on. I reckon he's probably re-aggravated uh, that, uh, that groin injury. Uh, Jaden Sewer came on. He had a pretty good game. A couple of good runs. Scored a good try there as well. So uh, plenty of positives for the Dragons. But, uh, yeah, a, a tough evening for them. A very... Um, a tough night, especially for Zach Lomax. Uh, I feel like sometimes Lomax is just so talented that maybe tries to do a little bit too much. But I also understand why he's trying to do too much because his team needs him to produce something if they got to win games of football. Uh, but there was a moment there where Lomax threw a pass that was a shocker. Went about the third row of the crowd and he blew up at his winger, which I thought was pretty shit, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Lomax needs to be better than that and take a bit more uh, accountability there. He also threw a flip pass out of his own, you know, 10 or 15 and too along. scooped that one up and scored. And, yeah, not a happy night for Zach Lomax. I know he's extremely talented. He's gifted. And he could just do things that other guys can't. But he needs to learn to pick his moments. That will come as he matures as a footballer, though. Let's move to the second game of the week. The Bunnies, 30 over the Titans, 16. Tino, well done to him. Scored a double here, backing up from origin. One of them was very soft. Just got one-on-one with Cody Walker. Uh, you'd like to think Cody will make that tackle, but he's always at long odds, realistically. Uh, I don't think many five eights in this competition, probably outside of Dylan Brown, and I still don't know if Brownie would have made that tackle. Very tough one. Uh, AJ scored three tries. He is rocketing up that try-scoring list. Very, very impressive, Alex Johnson. We said last week he'll obviously be chasing down Ken Irvine over the next few years and his try-scoring record. I believe Ken's record was 212 tries in 236 games. So going at the rate he has so far in his career, AJ, uh, he won't beat Ken Irvine within 236 games. He will take a little bit more. Uh, So it's going to come down to how much longer he can play in the NRL. And the impact that Cody Walker and Damian Cook retiring over the next two or three years probably has on uh, Alex Johnson, his try scoring in particular, Cody Walker. But uh, he's doing a sensational job at the moment. Another three tries on the weekend. He is an absolute weapon, AJ. I thought the man inside him, Campbell Graham, another great game. He was fantastic. I think he'll go very close to playing an origin game over the next few weeks. On the other side of the ball... Greg Marshall, one try, 272 metres, 93 post contact metres, 15 tackle breaks. Now, he's no stranger to making a poor decision in D. Greg Marshall is still uh, sort of finding his place in first grade, but. Fuck, you 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 can't knock the guy for how how hard he goes. 15 tackle breaks. Very, very impressive. Um, Ilias made 30 tackles. He missed nine, though. Uh, He's obviously getting really targeted at the moment. He has been for the last few weeks. So Ilias, he's obviously young. He's still got a lot of improvement in him. uh, But I think it is going to be a tough spot for the rest of the season because teams are noticing uh, that he's no stranger to missing a tackle and they will be going very, very hard at the young halfback. So a big test of him moving forward. Latrell, he won't be back this week will be back the week after, so it'll be interesting to see then what they do with Nick Arima. Does he become their 14? Does he maybe become the 7? Uh, I'm not really sure how they're going to play this one out, but Elias's body is getting put through the ring out every single week, but uh, you can't knock him. He does stand up, and he does uh, take his spot there and have a red-hot crack every single week. Look, probably disappointing for the Bunnies against this Titan side, missing AJ Brimson, um, you know, missing Fafita, missing a heap of their stars with Tino coming off the bench. You'd hope that the Bunnies would have really put this side away. I think this was a close contest for way too long. Um, The Titans, I think this is just who they are, realistically. They'll hang in contests, but they just don't have the maturity and the experience in their side to be able to close out games uh, and to play 80 minutes, realistically. So I reckon this will be one that both teams will probably throw away the tape, won't worry too much about it, and we'll move on to next week. South Sydney, they're going to be a different side regardless once they get Latrell back. So, big couple of weeks coming out for both of those sides. Roosters took on the Storm. Cracking game, this one. Um, I thought Marion Seve was unbelievable for Melbourne. I think that's probably the best game of his career. I probably wouldn't have picked him two weeks ago, to be honest with you. And his performances, I, I thought, sort of backed that up. But the game on the weekend against the Chooks was sensational. Uh, obviously, the other side of the ball... Paul Morowski, he's really struggling at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how long the Roosters uh, persist with him. He's obviously a guy that's been to a number of clubs, Tigers, Penrith, Melbourne. He's now back at the Chooks where he started. Uh, It's been a tough couple of years for Momorowski jumping around. He has had success just about everywhere he's gone. Um, But, yeah, defensively at the moment, he is really struggling for the Sydney Roosters. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there, who they bring in. They've got Billy Smith. They've got Kevin Aguama. I don't think Kevin Aguama defensively is going to solve that problem. And Billy Smith sort of struggled at the start of the year. So um, you're sort of picking the best out of a, not not a bad bunch, but probably an average bunch at the moment for the Roosters in the centers there. Um, Tupanoa, he could have scored about three tries the other night. And he, he's got this in him, unfortunately. He has got he can drop a ball very close to the try line. He's done it a number of times this year. And I think there's a fair argument that if he would have just held on to a couple of the tries that he should have scored in the last two weeks, the Roosters probably win those games of football. So Tupanua, I think defensively, really has improved this year. You can see he's worked his ass off um, during the season and in the preseason to improve. There, he really struggled at the start of the season, uh, but he also needs to work on those hands because. Uh they it's it's becoming costly for the Roosters, and he is such a damaging footballer um that he needs to have good hands because he can he can be an Ola Kawatu, he can be a kick out uh one of these guys. Shout out to the storm debutant Grant Anderson, two tries. Uh, we've watched him play at the Falcons and with the Northern Pride, I think it was over the last few years. Very talented guy, can play a range of different positions in the back line. A great story there um for him to make it to first grade. Sort of went through their preseason this year without too much for anything we posted about him but not really much more than that I don't think anyone was really paying attention to Grant Anderson so a great story uh, for him to get his first grade debut and just score two meetings in a big game uh, a huge performance there worries around Luke Kiry. he went off in about the 30th minute obviously he's got a history with this sort of stuff Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. But we do wish Luke Keery all the very best because if the Roosters lose him, they're in some serious, serious curry. They need him this year. He just started to play some good footy the last few weeks and I think that this was a bit of a turning point uh, in this game realistically when he left the field. You obviously had Sammy Walker leave later, but he did return, thankfully. Uh, James Sadesco, shout out to him. Backing up from Origin, 25 runs, 239 metres, seven tackle breaks. Uh, It was only... A week or two ago, that Joey Manu ran for, I think it was 31 runs and we we all almost fell over. Teddy backing up from origin only a few days earlier, knocks out 25 runs. So pretty damn impressive from James Tedesco. Um, Yeah, just a great team effort from the Storm to win this one. I sort of looked through the stats. There was no real obvious standout or guys that absolutely brained it all huge Uh, man of the match, guys. It was just a solid performance um, by the entire Melbourne Storm system and this is what they do. So good win there. Unfortunate one for the Chooks. I wouldn't say it's getting desperate, uh, but, yeah, it's not going the ideal way they would have thought, the Chooks, this season. All right, Broncos, 24 over the Raiders, 18. What a performance uh, from the Brisbane Broncos. Very impressive, obviously losing a number of troops a number of key troops, Herbie Farmworth, Payne Haas, Adam Reynolds. I mean, it couldn't have got all that much worse to the Brisbane Broncos, and they just managed to hang in there, 24-18. Uh, it was a game that most of the points were scored in the first half. It was a pretty quiet second half. But credit to the Broncos. I mean, I know that a lot of people will tell you that – you know They've won seven in a row, which people pretend like isn't impressive because they haven't beaten that many top eight sides. But for me, this was the Canberra Raiders are playing top eight footy at the moment. They might not be in the top eight, but personally, I think at the moment, the Raiders are probably playing better than South Sydney. I think they're probably playing better than the Sydney Roosters. I would argue they're probably playing better than the Sharkies as well. So this Canberra Raiders side right now are playing really good footy, and I think this was a huge win uh, for the Brisbane Broncos considering all the guys backing up from origin. They were without Kirk K. Well, without Katoni Staggs, they lost Herbie, they lost Payne Haas, they lost Adam Reynolds. We'll talk about it more on bar this week. But I think this was a huge victory. And look, I'm not really going to take too much out of this for the Raiders. I think Ricky Short made a really good point in the press conference. Someone sort of said to him, hey, you know, you played this team that was missing guys and they had injuries and everything. And he sort of said, yeah, look, we've been in that position before. This is what good teams do when you've got good culture. And this is what Kevy's building. When, you, when your backs are against the wall and you've got injuries, you find a way to to win and you pull it out of the fire. So I think credit to Kevin Walters. I thought this was a huge victory for them. I thought the Raiders a game that they probably should have won, all things considered, but I think Ricky made a good point there and I think he's willing uh, to accept that one. I don't think Canberra played poorly. Uh, I'll, I'll say that much and I, I think that whoever they play next week, without knowing who they play hopefully it's not Penrith or Melbourne, um, I think there's a good chance that the Canberra Raiders win next week. Uh, I think that they're going along very nicely. Would have been nice to win this one. There is no doubting that whatsoever. They played the the Newcastle Knights next week, Canberra and Canberra. I think they win that one and they win well because they're playing well at the moment. They're getting their Canberra. Um, some individuals that I thought were very impressive. Carrigan, what a huge week. Backing up from Origin, he was unbelievable in the State of Origin Arena and then coming back to the club arena, he was unreal. Ezra Mam, wow. Ezra Mam is an absolute weapon. He is going to be so good for Brisbane this year. There's a couple of rumours flying around that. And look, oh, I, oh, I think they're really interesting because... At the start of the year, when you saw Jake Turpin drop out of the side, the Broncos told you there was an injury there. My understanding is there was never an injury there. Uh, He was training up there full-time. He was okay. They were just choosing not to play him. Um, And there's a bit of a rumor going around that Kevin Walters does this sort of stuff on purpose. He runs with an injury instead of dropping a guy to sort of keep them out of the media a little bit. Uh, You've now seen since then, Jake Turpin has not come back from that injury. uh, And he's already tried to get a release from the club. I'm hearing that a similar situation might be happening with Tyson Gamble. If that is the case, I wouldn't be surprised to see him land at the Dolphins next year. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, But yeah, apparently he's training up there. He's running around. He's doing everything. So I'm not sure how much there is in this uh, fraction of the foot. I think he's just on the outside now and I can't see him getting that jersey back off Ezra Mann. Uh, I thought Tapanay for the Canberra Raiders, he was unbelievable. His form is just on another planet at the moment. Uh, I said the the other day that Ola Kawatu is probably the most damaging guy in rugby league right now, despite Tapane not having the highlights and everything. I just think what he's doing at the moment, he, he puts his hand up for the most damaging as well. He's playing huge minutes. Um, I think there's been a real changing of the guard moment over the last three or four weeks from Josh Papali to Joey Tapane, and there needed to be. Papali's been a great player for a very long time, but he is getting older. And Tapane, I think he's the future uh, of the Canberra Raiders down there. So what he's doing at the moment is unbelievable. He's killing it. Some other forwards I thought were great. horsebright he really went into this game. He went at the Brisbane Broncos. Obviously, he's got a penalty in him and an error in him because he plays a so much passion. But I love that about Corey Horsburgh. I love how hard he goes. Hudson Young, he was great as well. He's been awesome last few weeks. As has Adam Elliott, scored another try this week, running a really good line. He's playing great for the Canberra Raiders, and he'll be a great signing for the Newcastle Knights next year. Um, yeah, look, Br- Brisbane, uh, a very valiant performance, very uh, very courageous win. They'll take a lot out of that. They'll be very proud of themselves. That's the Broncos' DNA that I grew up with, uh, that they would win games like this. The Raiders, unfortunate to lose. But still a good performance. I sort of look at performance over scoreboard a lot of the time, and I think the Raiders played well, and I don't think Ricky will be too disheartened by that, despite not getting the two points that they desperately needed. All right, let's move to the Sunday Arvo games. We had the Tigers taking on the Manly Seagulls. Manly without DCE. Um... Very interesting one here. Obviously, the Tigers, they let go of their coach mid-season, mid-week uh, after a bye, which was just fucking bizarre. But anyway, very Tigers. Uh, the Tigers looked very disheartened to me. They looked like they were all over the place. Some of them looked like they didn't really want to be there. Um, some defensive efforts that I think wasn't happening the last few weeks uh, under Michael Maguire that you saw in that game. And I think you can see there's a couple of guys out there that are hurting off the back of that decision that the club made. And I think this is probably going to get worse. Uh, before it gets better, which is unfortunate for Naughty Breckhamole. I've always been a big fan of him and love him, but <clears throat> he's walking in on a very awkward and tough situation here for Manly. Garrick, he was incredible. Another really strong game. Uh, We'll talk about him later in our draft review. He really fucking fisted us. Uh, I've got to ask you, what's his best position? Is it wing or fullback? I know he's not the best fullback at the club, and he probably is the best winger at the club, but he might be a better fullback than he is winger Ruben Garrick. He's been playing great footy, and I wonder how many clubs would look at trying to sign him as a fullback. I think it would be a really interesting move for a club out there. Oluwakuwatu, Wow absolute fucking juggernaut. He is incredible at the moment. I understand he's done it against the Tigers and I think it was the Warriors last week. Uh, but the stuff he's able to do is unbelievable and he's, he said that he's not going to play Origin this year. Uh, he's going to play Fortonga, which is a huge win for the international game and I think he'll do very well there. Love watching this guy play. It's scary when a guy his size realises how big they are and how damaging they can be and you feel like the really turned that corner over the last few weeks. What about Cola Scoring his first try in the NRL and what a banger it was off a Ruben Garrick offload. Uh, just, he, ju- he didn't step. He just speeded his way through holes and just angled his runs and just incredible. Uh, I personally think this will be the start of a little run for Kohler. I think you just need to get the first one on the board uh, and just remind Manley what he's capable of doing. We've seen all the defensive efforts, but he is a genuine highlight reel on legs, Kohler. So I'm expecting a big finish to the season from him. I thought Jerbo. I thought he was unreal. Uh, Obviously a tough week for him, not getting picked for Origin, watching the boys lose. Uh, Very, very tough. But I also loved after the game, the interview that he had, and he just said, mate, I love captaining Manly. I love being here. This is what it's all about. And if I was a Manly fan, I would just love to hear that. So Jerbo, a true champion of our game. Uh, As soon as he was dropped, he came up with that sort of performance. Very, very impressive. Obviously he was involved in the Brett Naden tackle where he got sent off. I thought this was a fair shout. I thought he should have gone. Uh, Brett Nain, unfortunately, he's got this sort of stuff in his game. Hopefully... Brett Naden isn't a guy that comes from a good club goes elsewhere sort of he's already gone to Canterbury left there went to the Tigers two sort of troublesome clubs um, I hope he doesn't fall out the back door of the NRL and end up in Super League soon because he is too talented for that but he has got these little moments in him uh, Tigers just without mudge, they, they, they look like they were lacking effort look like some of them didn't want to be there um, hopefully I'm wrong but I think this could get worse before it gets better they play the Bulldogs next week at Combank Stadium long turnaround there it'll be the Sunday afternoon noon, four o'clock game. Bulldogs will be very, very confident coming off their win against Parramatta. The Tigers, probably lacking confidence. That'll be an interesting one to see how that plays out. I did think from the West Tigers, Alex Twold, Joe Offengawi, they had a good crack. Uh, they went really good. Outside of that, pretty disappointing as a whole from the Tigers. All right, Penrith 42, Knights 6. Look, not much we can say here about this one. The Knights, uh, the Knights aren't great. Penrith are really fucking good. 42-6. Uh, to six, Guys backing up from Origin without Isaiah Yo. The left side was humming. The, the halves, they did their job. Appy was good. Kikau was sensational. Newcastle, I feel for them. Uh, you, we spoke about all these teams this week that had guys come out of Origin camp and play really well and perform well. Unfortunately, KP, he got knocked out in, I think, the 12th minute. So they were without, without KP. When you take him out of this side, they're always going to be in serious, Curry. They conceded 42 points. I won't be happy about it. Uh, but. The reality is Penrith are really fucking good. Knights are sort of struggling at the moment. You take KP out of it. And, uh, yeah, look, it is what it is. I don't know what more to really say about this. I don't want to put the shoe into uh, the Newcastle Knights because they had a dig. You have a look at their starting forward pack. They all made 40-plus tackles. I just genuinely believe this Panthers side they're just something else. And I'm not sure if it's overly fair to judge teams uh, against this Panthers side, but they are the benchmark and a good little reminder for the Newcastle Knights of where they're at. That was at home. Um, That was a Sunday Arvo. That's normally the bread and butter of the Newcastle Knights. And yeah, 42 to 6. So is what it is. Uh, When when you have a look at the Panthers, their tries, just about every player in their back line scored a try. Kick out was the only forward that crossed. Uh, They're moving the ball really well and taking the Knights on. And this is what the Penrith Panthers are going to do. They're to do this to many more sides throughout the season. Uh, yeah, is what it is. Not much more I can say on this one, to be honest with you. Sharks 38 over the Warriors 16. The Warriors led 12-0. Reese Walsh with a cracking start. He was great. Uh, the Warriors, they tend to do this, though. They start well, and then they just fall into a fucking heap the last 28 minutes of the first half, the Warriors conceded five tries after leading 12 nils, so, and look, I really don't think the Shark played that well, I think they'll be pretty disappointed with their performance, uh, but this is where the Warriors are at, unfortunately, I was hoping that Stacey Jones, Kevin Camping coming in there might turn something a little bit, and I think it did early, uh, but after that, you know, once the Sharks started to play some footy and started to get on the front foot, it was Red Rover. Uh, I thought Mulatalo and Talakai were fantastic, Mulatalo in particular, thank God, Timmy Williams of Supercoach Playbook fame convinced me to bring him in in Supercase this week. He absolutely killed it. Molotalo, very, very happy with how that went. Uh, Talakai, I think he scored 79 or something. A really good performance. He could miss the next two weeks. We'll see what happens with this uh, court case or whatever the hell is going on with Talakai. Uh, but a really good performance from them. I thought Maddie Moylan, this was the best game of his season. I thought he was sensational to watch. Really enjoyed that performance. Uh, Katoa scored three tries as well. Uh, he's an absolute wrecking ball, Katoa. I, I think he's very underrated as far as the NRL and And wingers go, he always does his job, he's Defensively, he, he's solid and he's just a good finisher. So well done to Katoa. Uh, I think he's having a really good season and a really good career as well. I think he's always going to fly under the radar a little bit. Um, this might be the win that the Sharks needed. They've been a little bit out of form the last few weeks. Maybe they needed this big W to get themselves back into their grind. Um, and then, I mean, they also did it without Nico Hines having a huge performance. Normally when the Sharks win big, Nico's having three tries and scoring one himself. He was pretty quiet in this game, I thought. So well done to the Cronulla Sharks, Uh, those last two games as well. We picked up two same game multis that uh, return. You 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 would have made, I think, twenty two units off the back of it. Uh, So good same game multis. There was the only ones we got for the weekend, but put us well and truly in front for the weekend. The Warriors. I don't know what they do. I'd like to see some changes. I want to see Volkman make his debut. I think he could be a little breath of fresh air like, he ha- like Ezra Ma'am has been for the Brisbane Broncos. I'm not expecting him to turn it all around, uh, but having a Volkman next to an SJ might just be what SJ needs just to uh, rejuvenate what he's doing and start to enjoy his footy again. I would also recall Dijan Assi. Uh, I don't know where you play him. I wouldn't play him in the halves. I'd bring him into the centres. I just think their, their edges are too weak. It might be time to experiment with you and Aitken moving out back to the centres as well because they have got a lot of back rowers there. Uh, but whether Aiken wants to do that or not, I think he sees himself as a back rower now. So interesting to see how that one plays out. But I think the Warriors, they probably have to make some changes here. All right, the Canterbury Bulldogs, 34, Parramatta, 4. I said yesterday on my preview, I can't see a world where Parramatta win this. where f- Parramatta lose this. How fucking wrong was I? 30.2. Defeat. I think that this is one of the great multi destroyers of all time. I've seen a few Azaki eights out there that went with the line in all the games and just got done by this one. A lot of multis ruined by this game. Incredible stuff by Candy. I thought they were really impressive. Matt Burton. We posted a thing the other day about a uh, random stats guy talking about solely his numbers and people blew up deluxe. I mean, fuck, he's playing good footy. I don't know how you can possibly deny that Matt Burton isn't playing good footy. He's in a team that's been going like a busted asshole. He's been putting up absolute perlers kicks every single week, and he just keeps on delivering. Him and him and Fox, I've been saying it for the last three weeks, I think they're one of the most dangerous combos in rugby league, and this game sort of shows it. I mean, Parramatta would have come into this game going, we need to mark two guys. Two fucking guys we need to mark. Burton and Fox. We know they're going to have a combo. We know they're going to go at each other. Fox scores three tries. He scored 11 in eight games. He didn't score in his first five games of the season. Now he scored 11 in eight in a team that's coming, I think, second last. They were last coming into yesterday. So a sensational effort. I thought there was a little stink on half time, just around half time, where Burton and TPJ got into Moses. And I think it really rattled him, to be honest with you. And I was actually commentating this one. You can go back and have a listen to the live country with my mate, Nick. And I said at the time, who does this suit? And he said, Canterbury. 100%. He's a Parramatta fan. He's seen a lot of this over the years uh, and I think they were a little bit rattled after that. Avarillo at fullback. What a move. Fucking sensational. He should have been there from the very start. Uh, He's a great player, Jake Avarillo, and I think he's starting to show you uh, what he's capable of doing. Young Kiraz out on the wing. I thought he was great. Max King absolutely worked his dick off. I think he scored about 69 in Supercoach. An unbelievable effort. I think it might have even updated to 75 now. Uh, Fuck, he works hard, Maxie King. He has missed a couple of key tackles over the last few weeks. I understand that, uh, but you can't knock just how hard he works for this team. For Parramatta, uh, I thought they were awful. They were just fucking awful. They were so hard to watch. Nothing more frustrating than when a good football team plays just so shit. They shouldn't have a floor like that. We know they've got the high ceilings, which I know Parramatta fans want to tell me about all the time, and I know you've got it, but you've also got this floor that That's ridiculous. Even when Canterbury play well, Parramatta should beat them with their squad and their roster and the key players. Coming off a bye, they had an extra week to prepare. That was one of the worst Parramatta performances I've seen, all things considered, from a good team coming off a bye. I just... I I, I honestly don't know what to say. Yes, you had guys backing up from origin. Canterbury had Luke Thompson out. They had Tevita Pangai Jr. back in his first few games. I mean, I just... Parramatta shouldn't lose that game. They shouldn't lose that game by 30 points, and this is what worries me with Parramatta. But same as if they would have won by 60 yesterday, same as because they lost by 30... I, re- I, I I, don't care. I know they're going to be there in finals footy, and I know that it's those four weeks that matter for Parramatta. They need to get these sort of performances out of their games. But once again, when they win big, same as when they lose big, I'm also just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't think it's going to impact them. I don't think they're going to get to finals and go, fuck, we got beat by the Bulldogs 10 weeks ago. That was pretty embarrassing. If they can turn this around next week and just play some decent footy, which shouldn't be too hard... I'm not overly worried about Parramatta. I'm not writing them off for the season. It's embarrassing for them. There's no doubt about that. Hopefully, this is the low point of their season they can build from this. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not writing them off for anything. I still think they'll be there when the whips are cracking. Whether they're able to do anything when the whips are cracking, though, that's the big question. It's always the big question with Parramatta, and it's a question I've asked all season and for the last three seasons. I thought the moment that summed them up, Mitch Moses getting across the try line, taking it easy to put down, having the ball sucked out of his hands – just that little bit of cockiness, a little bit of laziness. Just, just get the fucking ball on the on the field. I, I know it, it cost us a bit of money on the uh, on the hijack that we did on the commentary. That was uh, the second last leg of our same game multi, which was never going to win. Uh, but we would, we would have got our money back there. So not happy with Mitch Moses on that one. Very disappointing all round from Parramatta, and it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back next week. Who have they got next week? Parramatta play the Roosters at Combank. That'll be a very, very interesting game there. Parramatta at eighty. Roosters at $2. Probably a must-win game for both clubs coming off losses this week and with, uh, you know, Origin just about to pop back up and whatnot. I'm sure both teams will be desperate for that one. Guys, that is our round 14 rapid review. We'll be doing a deep dive into all of those games later today on the Bloke and a Bar podcast. That'll be available over the next 24 hours here on the Rugby League Guru Podcast.